line. He's uh, on the couch. He's got his coffee. He's uh, making it easy for himself. How's it, Petrolhead? How's it, Nico? <laughs> Good. You need to just add he's sitting next to the heater on the couch. <laughs> I hope. What are you? Are you gas? Are you gas heater or electricity? Because we're trying to save electricity. Mm-hmm. No, I've got a gas heater, um, so I'm sitting next to the gas heater, which works like which works like a charm, but it's really actually quite cold in the living room. So, so time to get some heat. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it certainly is something uh, that is. Woof. So, Nico, um, yes. the uh, lucky Alan, Roger, Roger, Polly, Temba, Hans, Jet Crew, Ian, Hans, Fish, Lucky, Ranjay, Raditi, Rod, Bolani, Temba, Gale Award. Obviously, we have Gale on the line. And uh, she's uh, going. She won last week. Gail Baker, thank you so much for joining us, Gail. Gail. Morning, Michelle. Morning, Nico. I hope that you have a question for Nico, which is going to really make it tough for him. I do, and hopefully it is a tough one. <laughs> What's the question? Okay, which which car had four front wheels? Which car had four front wheels? Yes. Um, okay, so there was a there, there was a um, a race car um, in the was it seventies I think the late seventies which was called the Tyrrell, and that race car actually had two front wheels that would steer so the the back the front both the front wheels would steer so as far as I know as a race car there was a car called the Tyrrell that had two if you're talking about four front wheels um, four that's front a, wheels. a race car yeah I can yeah. think of a, a car called the Tyrrell. Yeah, but that doesn't what have four front of? wheels. That's like two that you're talking about. No, that's, well, technically, Michelle, you can sort of say four because what happened is, I mean, that four little wheels at the front of the car, so when you turned, all four of them turned. Okay, so, um, okay, so well, what would you Gail, do you think he's, is he on track? Well, uh, yeah, he is, but I need to know the, the actual, the, the, the model that is, that of the tool that it was. Okay, what model was Ooh, it, Nico? What, <laughs> what model of the turtle? Oh, you have me. I am not sure what model of the turtle it was in the night. It was in the 1970s, but I'm definitely not going to know the, the model of the turtle. Stumped. Okay. Nico, are you stumped? No, not stumped because I know it's a turtle, but I would not know the, the, the model of the turtle. It's like saying, what, what's the Formula One uh, um, McLaren that won in the 19. 19- 1995, it would be the MP412C or whatever. So it's difficult to say which turtle. So um, what what was the turtle model? Okay, so Nico... It's the P34. The P34 turtle. Okay, good. Okay. Okay, so so there we go, Gail. You just uh, he stumped. He only got half the prize, not even the whole thing. So there we go. Yeah, we got to be rough on you, Nico. Like you got to like earn your keep, my friend. Earn your keep. <laughs> I, I, I thought having the turtle would be more than good enough. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> no, you need to be a bit more specific. Okay, okay so Gail, okay. So we throw it straight back at you, Nico. What's your question? Uh, so Gail, what yes. car? was unfortunately named after a, 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 a group of desert thugs. What motor car was unfortunately named after a group of desert thugs? Desert thugs? Thugs like in crooks or criminals. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, now nah, you, you've got me. I really don't know. <laughs>
I think it, it would might, I think some people would get it and some people would find it quite difficult. So let's see how people find it. I don't think it's necessary. It's not an easy question. Definitely not. So, Nico down, Gail down. There we go. Zero, zero. It's so simple, this game. I swear. I'm so glad I'm not playing it because I just get to be the ringmaster and like laugh my way through everybody's like challenges. So, Gail, you won last week. Unfortunately, you don't win again this week. You go um, into uh, the pot. You go into the name. The Lucky Allen, Roger, Roger, Polly, Temba, Hans, Jet Crew, Ian, Hans, Vish, Lucky, Ranjera, Diti, Rod, Golani, Temba, Gale Award. But you don't win again for a second time. Sorry. <laughs> Gail Baker from Durban, thanks so much for joining us. Nico, what's that question? Put it out there loud and clear. So what car was unfortunately named after a, a group of desert thugs? Well, geez, some people would say they weren't thugs, if this is the same Yeah, question. some people would probably say, but no, definitely they're known as thugs. Um, some people would probably um, um, say, well, not really, but um, if you go back in history, um, there was some thuggery going on. <laughs> Uh, okay, there's going to be a question mark around that, but we can say what car was named after a group of desert... Could you, could, you, you say that because you already have some answers. There are some answers coming in, and I, I think I know who you're talking about. Can we say nomads? Yeah, let's call it... Uh, well, the thing is, I, 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 I don't always want to give the answer away and make it too easy, so it's easy to, go, to, to Google. That's why I sometimes use other words. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So we'll, so yeah, we'll you say. You can call them nomads, I guess, if you want. Okay. So we're going to put that out there. You can WhatsApp us. There's a couple of answers that are coming in already quite quickly. You can SMS us on 41391. You can WhatsApp us on 0614104107 or phone us in the old-fashioned way, 0891104207. Nico, my question to okay. you, what's happening yes. in the car world? Well, the thing is, um, I, I wanted to sort of lead on, first of all, with all the different car names that oh, we spoke about this one, because there have been some unfortunate car names before where manufacturers have chosen names, yeah. and then in certain countries, those names uh, might not have a good meaning, yes. or the names just don't make sense. Um, so for, so I'll, I'll go through some of them, which are just silly, like Subaru Brat. So I'm not sure why you would call your car a Brat. Yeah. Um, or Ford had a car called the Probe. So if you're driving around in a Probe, that's quite interesting. And Peter Baker had a car called the Dictator. Yeah. And then uh, it got more interesting. Cars like Isuzu had Isuzu Mysterious Utility Wizard. What? Just, just a, wait. Say yeah. that again. Isuzu Mysterious Utility Wizard. Isuzu or Nissan had an, Mysterious is, Utility Wizard. Utility Wizard. Um, Nissan had a car that was like an MPV car vehicle that was called the Nissan Hobie Super Long. The Nissan? And of course, Hobie, you know, like you, Hobie, H-O-M-Y, Super Long. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, we had the Ford Escort, which really wasn't, um, none of us thought any uh, strange about uh, having lots of, Ford, lots of Escorts on the road. Yeah. And yeah. then there are two cars... <laughs> Which was Mazda Laputa, um, and Laputa is um, shall I? Let's just call it a, a, a name for a yeah, a lady of the night. 
And then um, Mitsubishi Pajero in certain um, Spanish um, countries would, uh, was actually named the Montero because it was really extremely rude. Um, yeah. I'm not even go for that one. Yeah. And then Chevrolet, Chevrolet Nova, in Spanish, the Nova mean, uh, the Nova is it doesn't go. If a Nova, a no, so what, what happens in this situation? It. Surely the, the marketing and the brand people are choosing names that, do they, do they change the names of cars according to different countries? <laughs> so they would countries? change the name in that country then, because you think about it, I, I'll tell you, give you another one, which is, I guess, one of my favorites or one of the worst, is Isuzu Giga Light Dump. <laughs> the Isuzu Giga Light Dump. Dump, D-U-M-P. Um, or Mazda Scrum Wagon. Okay, so what happens is that, of course, the, the manufacturers choose a name. And you can think of that you, if you have a new car, you have to come up with a new name. That's why we tend to have a name and keep the name, like Corolla. Yeah. Everybody knows it's been around for a long time. And yeah. uh, uh, Volkswagen, for instance, uses the names of winds, like um, trade winds. Like Jetta is a type of trade wind, or Golf is named after the Gulf Stream. Yeah. So, um, but then it does happen. You can't actually look at all countries and know what all languages mean. So it does become a bit tricky when you name a car in China and then it gets to um, Norway and it actually the name is something rude in Norwegian. So it has happened quite a lot that in, in certain cases, the marketing department of that country will then say, oh, oh, oh okay, hang on, guys. We, we'll have to change the name for our country because the name has a bad connotation. Um, so that's what happens. They, they, the manufacturers come up with a name. Some names, I think that's why they also try and keep the names because you can't always think of a new name. Plus, when, when, when a car is established, people know the name and they know the car, and that's part of the image of the car. Like, yeah. let's say Golf, for example. It has such a good name that, that um, people know what you're getting when you get a Golf, and, and yeah. uh, the Golf's been around since the 1970s. Corolla, even longer, as, as two examples, or uh, Ford Focus. So these are names that um, then manufacturers would keep on using because people know the car and it, as part of the name. But sometimes manufacturers come up with a new car and that car has to have a name. And that's why sometimes also manufacturers, some manufacturers would just sort of keep it more, I don't want to say vague. Look, look at the German. Um, Audi, BMW, Mercedes-Benz. Um, Audi's got A7 or A3. And BMW's got 3 Series and 5 Series. And Mercedes-Benz has got C-Class and E-Class. Because those, you can't really go wrong with the names. <laughs> so, okay. So, I just want to put this out there, is that um, can we ask that if you do respond, we've got lots and lots of responses. And um, it's difficult to know which one is which one is which. So, if you do put your response to Nico's question for the Petrol Head Challenge, the 52-week Petrol Head Challenge, best you give us your name as well. Okay, best you give us your name as well. And then we have also had an uh, SMS just wanting us to repeat and spell the Facebook. The question? No, this is something different for the, the Facebook oh, for the Art Center. And that is I am for the art. So it's I am for, but it's the numeral for, not the, um, not the word for. I am for the arts and then you just go onto the facebook page look that up and uh, you could get uh, get get lucky and the question of course that nico is asking we we're in debate as to whether they are thugs or whether they are just simply nomads that's a, a debate mm-hmm. and i'm good i'm interested to know how you got to that as well and mm-hmm. the question that we're asking is what car is named after desert 
nomads or desert thugs, depending on which uh, one you take. Both options <laughs> are available. <laughs> and there's lots and lots and lots yeah. uh, that are coming through, I'll, and that's. I'll uh, tell you where I got my. I can tell you already. Uh, one of the things. I mean, um, I read a book called Open Pulpit Over Africa, which is a fabulous book. Um, it's about this South African guy that. Um, um, it's in the 19, I think, 20s. They were flying open cockpit planes over Africa. So there was no fuel landing strips or whatever. And it's about flying over Africa from South Africa to the UK. And this oh. guy actually got caught by the tourists. By, by, uh, by, uh, you've uh, just uh, given it away, pal. Bugger. Okay. okay, but he got caught by this um, group of nomads. Um, and again, he mentions in the book that they are known um, as quite a murderous bunch. Um, and if you caught by them, you didn't make it out. He was actually quite lucky eventually. Um, but um, they were definitely known um, for being quite a tough bunch of people. Damn. <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> so there's some people have said the Hyunda Creta, which yeah. I understand to be, I'm not even going to go there, a certain word in a certain language. Yeah. That's, from, that's from Isaac. Then um, yeah. someone else says, it's weird because in South Africa, we never change the VW polo because the polo is rude in South Africa. That's from Donald Cello in Bloemfontein. And mm-hmm. Ray Clark says, hi, Michelle. And Ray's from Plett says, the answer is the Volkswagen Touareg. That's correct. Ray so the, yeah, the in Plett, the Touareg. So let us get Ray on the line. Yes. And we've had lots and lots of responses to you. Um, we had a, uh, someone saying a car named after a desert plant was the cactus. Um, uh-huh. And then we've had a bunch of other ones as well. So, Ray, we're going to give you a call um, in Plettenberg Bay uh, in the Eastern Cape. Or is Plettenberg Bay in the Eastern Cape? Yes, it is. So, Nico, my reason that I'm saying is, yes, they might have been a murderous bunch, um, in certain situations. But I also know that the Touaregs are some great nomads who've created some really fantastic music as well, and uh, they travel great distances. So I'm, I'm saying that uh, the assumption that all Touaregs are thugs. Is no, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say all Touaregs are thugs. That would be a little bit unfair to say, listen, every single Touareg is a thug. Yeah. Um, but uh, there definitely there was thuggery going on there. And as I said, uh, this, this book I read, <laughs> historically... Um, they were known as thugs. So maybe the image has changed. Um, and again, it's nothing to do against the Touareg because I think the new Touareg is, it's always been, all of the Touaregs are actually fabulous cars. I've been, you know, they say. <laughs> oh, Nico, you, so, you know, Nico, wait, do you hear this? Do you hear the sound? <laughs> do you know what that is? No, what's that? That's you digging yourself even deeper. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. 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 So tell us no, about... I don't think I'm digging myself in because I, I definitely think that, um, that um, you know, even though the name initially was um, an unfortunate choice, I think the car itself is fabulous. Okay, and, like, so... again, a lot of the cars, look at Escort. It always was a very lovely South African little car, even though the name could have been seen by some... People as unfortunate. Okay, you're going to tell us. <laughs> okay, you're so going to tell us about. You're going to tell us about some other stuff in a moment that I want to yes. ask you, and uh-huh. we're going to talk about the Touareg as a car as well. But first, we do have Ray from Plet on the on the line. Ray, thanks for joining yes. us. Okay, thanks. So Ray, it is a Touareg. Do you own a Touareg? No, I don't. I'm sure you'd like to though, hey? Because it is a beautiful looking uh, car. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So how did you know? Uh, it's 
just a vehicle I've seen around quite often and it's got quite a catchy name. It certainly does. Now, Ray, I have to ask you, are you prepared to, to come through on the line with a question that's going to knock Nico out of the water? No, we'll give it a go. Uh, you've got to do it and you've got to make it tough for him. Just make it tough. I'll try. We look forward to chatting to you next week. Ray in Plett, that's Ray Clark, and of course the answer is Turek. Nico, talk yes, to us about the Turek. I must say, it is a car that I do like a lot. A lot. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, um, the, 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 I was involved with the launch of the first Turek, and uh, when it came out, it had a um, was, was quite impressive with a V10 diesel engine. Yeah. Um, so no, the latest ones are actually are really quite good. Um, as I said, I've um, recently drove one, and I was very impressed. So I really think it's a, it's quite an impressive car. It's a little bit understated in South Africa. You don't see that many around, as opposed to the likes of BMW, Mercedes-Benz, and Audi in the same segment. But um, you know, you're missing out if you haven't gone to to test drive a Touring. But let's move on because I wanted to tell you about. Um, uh, right now, the, the second market in South before Africa. Before you, before you yes. even go there, I've got a question for you. It's uh, hi, Mitch. Yes. It's from Keith in Stellenbosch saying, "Can your guest tell us why GM, General Motors, and Chrysler left the country? Um, was it perhaps due to President Trump's pressure for American automobiles to invest in the United States? Thanks for a fun Saturday morning. So, GM and Chrysler. Well, it's like." Nico, every Saturday, I don't know why they left. Um, you know, there could be there could be many reasons why manufacturers leave in the country. They, it could be how many cars do they actually sell? So, you know, how, what is their success rate? It yeah. could be a foreign policy from the country um, to say, listen, actually, um, we're not, we don't, we, it's not important for us. It could be just the amount of cars. So even though the amount of cars in our country is sort of all right by our standards, because our country is so small, um, General Motors is a huge company. Yeah. So for them, it's such a small percentage. Maybe it wasn't, uh, didn't make um, viable sense, um, the amount of money that went into the country, um, as opposed to the amount of cars they sold. Maybe it was the value of the rand. I don't know. Can you so do some research? There could be many research? reasons. No, it's not going to be. A, <laughs> no, no, it's going to be too difficult to try. I'm going to phone General Motors and say, why did you leave? But these are <laughs> some of the reasons why they left. Um, I mean, yeah. They're not going to say this is the reason. And it's not going to be that easy to find it. But the reasons I've given, I think, are, are sort of could be some of the reasons why they left. Yeah. Nothing to do with the products. It could be the size of the country or the market or not. Um, globally, compared to how many cars they sell, we're so small. I mean, yeah. they sell um, quite a few million. I don't know the number exactly, but it could be seven or eight million cars worldwide. Yeah. And in South Africa, we could be, uh, let's say, 30,000 cars, if that many, yeah. or, or 50,000. They say, listen, compared to what we sell worldwide, this is so small, the amount of money we have to plow in doesn't make sense. Maybe Trump doesn't like us. Who knows? So oh, anything is possible with that. <laughs> exactly. So um, I was going to say there's a few things um, because the second-hand market in South Africa is quite big. Yeah. There are a few things that affect the second-hand value of your car. So um, when you want to trade in a car, um, not all cars are the same when it comes to trade in. And some things are an effect on the value of your car. So one of them could be simply we talk about the general motor thing is that if a manufacturer pulls out of the country, that's unfortunately going to affect your trading value. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter how good the car is, because then it's, people start looking at support and saying, if I have to service the car or parts, there will still be parts available, and, and parts now are available through another manufacturer. Um, uh, so the parts are still there, but it's not the same, for instance, if you have a reputable brand. So brands with strong names in South Africa, they will do much better as opposed to cars that 
sell smaller amounts. That affects the value. The, the life of the car, um, how old your car is, of course, that's always going to make sense. And sometimes even the fact that the car's got a facelift can affect the car. So manufacturers normally halfway through the car uh, would have a, a, a time for a facelift, and that could affect it. Yeah. You get some cars that are great imports. Now, what a great import is is that people buy the cars overseas and bring them in. Yeah. Um, but then, as well, those great they buy, imports they buy the, they, Wait, they buy the entire car or they buy the parts? No. So sometimes they have great import engines. So no, okay. Lexus, Lexus engines are very popular. Um, but what this case is somebody brings in a whole car. Um, and the car, let's say, is from France or it was a, somebody immigrated to South Africa uh, or work here, they bought the car in, and then when they left, left, they left the car here. And now somebody else buys the car, and then when it gets to parts, um, it, they're expensive. Or this car is simply not in our system because our car, we have a system where all our, the cars that are sold have a value for a trade and, and retail value, and, and that's not in the system. Yeah. And, of course, then other things, um, colors can be negative sometimes. So if you, ah. for instance, have a light, a light blue car, yes, a light blue car isn't necessarily a popular car. Look at the car on the road, you see. Yeah, a popular color, rather, sorry, not yeah. the car. But you get, you get um, silver cars and white cars are the predominant ones. Um, but when you start getting to red, nothing wrong with red, but people would go, not everybody necessarily likes a red car except if it's a sport car. But then you get to a light blue car or a yellow car, you know, that makes it a can affect the value of the car as opposed to that same car on silver. I would never, um, ever buy a car that was yellow. Yeah, you see, but some people think, hey, it's great, I want to stand out. Yeah. So that's just, when you buy a new car, keep in mind that if you do buy that yellow car that you love, um, with the yellow seats and the yellow stitching and yellow everything, not, not everybody necessarily likes that car, and it's going to be, it might be a bit more difficult to sell the car. But you, you drive it, so if you like it, go for it. Then of so, course, so, the, so uh, Nico, um, mm. what are the colors that you think would go down well in a second-hand sale? Unfortunately, the the, the the really boring ones, like the silvers and the whites. They're going to be your easiest ones. Um, they're going to be the ones that really, so the, the, the cars that you see the most on the road and the cars that are tend to be a bit more neutral. Um, they're the ones that are really going to affect the, the second-hand value. The, or, uh, that's a, but remember, it's not a huge difference. But it might be that it's not that popular. So even you might see on a second-hand floor, a yellow car stands there for a long time. The silver ones would go in and out quite quickly. But that's not as big, for instance, as the manufacturer itself. Um, yeah. Sometimes also even simply the fact that the car is a bigger car, so it has a big V8 engine, must, uh, can affect it because the, the people know that uh, um, the maintenance of that big car is quite a lot. You're going to pay a lot to service the V8 engine. Um, it has um, um, a lot of, let's say, because sometimes you can say, I want to buy a second-hand car and I want to either buy a small car with a small engine or I buy a much older, bigger car with, a, with lots of features and a nice big engine. But that one, it's going to be a little bit more uh, or a lot more expensive to, to maintain. So I think that does raise a good question for our listeners in closing off. When you buy a car, are you buying it with the consideration that you may sell it again? Okay. Are you buying the car mm-hmm. with the consideration that you would sell and that given it would then become a second-hand car, would people want to buy it? Or are you buying the car because, man, you love that red polo and there's nothing else you're going to do whether it's red or yellow you love it as yellow because you love that color it doesn't matter whether you're going to sell it on you just love it when you buy a car is that what you think you're going to do i'm going to put that out there for you nico 
hope yeah. your coffee's not cold. Next week, you must just, um, you know, you've got, to be, you've got to be there, hey? You can't be, like, giving out the answer to our listeners. Yeah, that was, that was a bit ridiculous. I, was tell, I wanted to tell the story, and I gave it away. Next time, I'll be more careful. <laughs> <laughs> Have a beautiful anyway, Saturday, my friend. we had lots of guesses by that time, luckily. <laughs> Bye, mister. It's 9 o'clock. Bye. It's time for the news. Good morning.